Hi, Nick here from Pods with Nick and James. Just a quick one before we get into this podcast. I want to say a massive thank you for the uh, support that we've received since starting these podcasts. We thoroughly enjoy it and we look forward to creating more. If you want to have your say on any topics that we've discussed or suggest future topics, then you can do so at www.reddit.com slash r slash Nick and James Pods. And if you want to support us, you can do so for uh, from as little as £1 a month. And you can do that at www.patreon.com slash pods with Nick and James. Anyway, back to the podcast. Welcome to Pods with Nick and James, a, uh, a podcast uh, about, well, mostly my own and Nick's attempts to overcome ignorance uh, and to have discussions about either hot topics or political or historical issues. Um, today's uh, subject is uh, a, a a brief and massively summarised uh, version of the historical, um, well, the modern historical context of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I'll, I, I, up until recently, was very ignorant about this. Uh, I thought that this conflict had come about when, after. The Holocaust, I thought England and America had sent a load of troops into Palestine and just carved out an area for the for the Jews to live in, and the Palestinians had been trying to take it back since then. So I thought it started in 1945 and was just a bit of a shit show. Turns out it's way more complicated than that, and we'll be getting into it. Um, I will, just to mention my sources here, um, I've been, I've read the book, uh, The Palestinian-Israeli Conflict, uh, a very short introduction uh, by the Oxford Press by Martin Bunton. Um, I have not memorised the whole book by any stretch of the imagination, and unfortunately there will be some key points that I miss out. So if you are an expert on this and you are listening to this podcast, maybe maybe switch off or just get incredibly high before listening to this because there will be things that I miss that will probably frustrate you if you are genuinely an expert. Um, let's let's start off, though. Um, one thing I have learned is uh, in some of my stunts, I've done too much talking, so I'm going to start with some questions. Nick, how much were you taught about this in school? Um, I'll be completely honest. Um when it's come to Israel and Palestine, I am probably your stereotypical British citizen. In in by which I mean, I am naive to hell by it. I know little bits, but not enough. I mean, I I honestly, if I was going to be completely straight with you, I could even ask you the question, "Who's the bad guy?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how little I know about it. Like there's obviously a 
good side, bad side. Look at Russia, Ukraine. It's quite clear mm. that there's a, a good side, bad side, shall we say. Um, but it's all perspective. Well, there's def there's but... definitely an invader. Yeah. And and a, and a, a, a UN territory. Okay. Which has been invaded, but yeah. Okay, so I no, I'm I'm so naive to it. I have no idea. Please do enlighten me. I look forward to learning from you. Okay. Well, the annoying thing here is like um I hadn't even done research into the ancient history of this, so I'll just use what knowledge I have learnt from uh from being like a church member for ten years. Okay, so in the area of the Middle East, uh, in modern-day Palestine, and uh, well, in modern-day Palestine, there were there were two, there were lots of different kingdoms which were carved uh, by well by Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, then Joseph, and following several hundred years later, uh, Moses uh, moved. Sorry, originally it was Abraham, Isaac, uh, and Jacob lived in in what is modern-day Palestine. Uh, they then moved to Egypt uh, during a famine in the land. Uh, several hundred years passed, and the good favor uh, of, the, of the Egyptians towards the Jews was forgotten, and they became complete slaves. Um, during Moses, he... Yeah... Uh, busted them out of there for a shorter version of doing it. Uh, they wandered around in the desert for an extended period of time, um, even though geographically this would have been impossible. I'll cover that in another top point. Um, and then, yeah, I'm I'm just assuming it was like almost like game physics, like they got turned around or something. But anyway, anyway, wait a minute. Right. They moved. Uh, they moved back in they invaded the land uh slowly but surely um like there was the fall of jericho there were the, uh the 12 spies and the two good spies joshua and caleb and there's lots of stories in the bible how the jewish people migrated from egypt into into the land into this land which god said he had given to them and that was overflowing with milk and honey um there is that i don't i can't remember off the top of my head it's i know which book it's in it's in genesis i know which chapters is in it's in the later chapters of genesis i can't tell you which chapter and which verse off the top of my head i haven't done my research in this i've looked at it as a modern uh political conflict but just well, to, nice to get some just to... some historical context as well yeah just yeah. E exactly so so the jewish people have it written in the Torah in the first five uh, books of the Old Testament which is also included uh, so the Torah is included in the Old Testament, it's also yeah. included in the Bible it's also included yeah. in anything which isn't um, Islam uh, would, you would be the only Abrahamic faith which doesn't necessarily uh, include the Torah as scripture per se um, however, all three are linked, and we covered that before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Jewish people were promised this land, and they moved into this land, and they were fruitful, and they continued to expand, and they and the, their population continued to grow. Um, 
they then had uh, the judges, and uh, the judges were like these these prophets who they were prophets who were like arbiters, or I, I'm trying to think of it like they they didn't they didn't uh, rule over everywhere. They didn't necessarily um, demand tribute. But when one of the judges showed up at your town in order to resolve a conflict, you know, the whole town would show up and the whole town would they listen. Were met, met with reverence. They were they were met with reverence, and so they didn't have, you know, they didn't build big old palaces for themselves, which is something you see way too often in any religion. They didn't big build big old houses for themselves. They didn't walk around with armies. Like, their power came solely from, from God and from the belief of yeah. people had in God. But weirdly enough, because I've, I'm going by the biblical accounts here, sometimes towns wouldn't want to accept them at all. And sometimes towns would be absolutely shit scared. I know I certainly would be if a person who had performed... Okay, again, I'm not going to go into the historicities of the miracles but if if you had seen someone pull an incredible feat supernatural feat and then they'd come to your town to uh dispute uh to fix a dispute between your neighbor and somebody else i'd be shit scared yeah but that's my own that's my own that's my own natural thing but anyway sorry yeah especially given how superstitious people were back then as well Uh, yeah absolutely absolutely like oh but anyway sorry you got the you got the judges um there were it also wasn't a clean sweep like there were a number of times when the jewish nation was overtaken by uh, for example the babylonians with nebuchadnezzar uh the syrians and the assyrians um the ark of the covenant was lost in this time um and uh david david uh created the first kingdom of israel and his son solomon created the first temple uh solomon ballsed it up a little bit towards the end um weirdly enough the the kingdom moved up and down and existed for an extended period of time um as in, it changed it, location, it eventually, or it grew or shrunk? It, it did both. It okay. waxed and waned massively. Okay. But as did people's uh, reverence of Yahweh, or Je- Jehovah, the yeah. the god of the Old Testament. Yeah, the, Weirdly yeah, the enough, god, yeah. there was a schism. Um, I, and this is the weird thing, because I haven't actually looked into this, and I'm really sorry, listeners. I didn't look into why Israel slash Judea uh, split from uh or why samaria split from it i just know that it did okay so you had you had the 12 tribes of israel um which were the 12 uh sons of jacob jacob um means grabber uh weirdly enough uh because he well because he held on to esau's heel when they were both born together um James, as it turns out, the name James is just a derivative of Jacob. 
So my name literally means grabber. Um, I mixed feelings about that. Uh, but is so. But Jacob was also renamed Israel, and the the Jewish people um, are the descendants of of Jacob, which is why they are called Israelites. It's always it's also why they have named the land Israel, and why they've also called it a people group. Um, what really frustrates? Okay, so sorry, we're, we're still in ancient history. I need to speed this up and move on. Right. Okay. So the the kingdom of of Israel and Samaria uh, was conquered by the Romans um, a little time before uh, before the time of Jesus. Uh, the and also uh, the original temple was destroyed in about four hundred BC, I think. We're talking um, about Temple we, Mount. We, uh, uh, this is the thing. No. The only the Wailing Wall is the only bit that's left of Herod's temple, right? Which was the second temple, right. or the third, if the third, if you count the one in Samaria, the Samarian, the Samaritans, which Samaria, the kingdom of Samaria, which is where you get the parable of the Good Samaritan, where Jesus kind of tries to point out the fact that it will be the people that you don't expect who will do the good thing and yeah. that moral moral goodliness doesn't come from your birthplace your birthright your position in society it's what you choose to do here and sorry back back to the main topic right oh dear deary deary dear right though you have these two kingdoms uh which make up of the 12 tribes um they are conquered by the romans uh, after several revolts and things not going well, uh, the Romans walk in in about 70 AD. Uh, they destroy the temple and they rename they rename uh, the area Palestine. Right. Um, at that point, as a way of trying to crush Jewish identity. Okay. However, there's more. There's more to it than this. Um, the, these places still exist and Jewish identity despite having their most holy of holy places uh, destroyed uh, yeah. the Jewish people spread throughout the throughout all lands as they are wanted to do as they or sorry as they are want to do as as each family is directed now what's what what I find weird is that the Jewish people spread throughout the land but a number of them stay in, right. in, in Palestine. Yeah. But they convert to Islam, Islam, or mo not even all of them, most of them convert to Islam um, during the course of the Islamic Golden Age in 16, in 600, in 600 AD. So you've got a number of the Jews, uh, sorry, a number of the Jewish people convert to Christianity when when Christianity first occurs, and a number more convert to Islam um, during the Islamic Golden Age and during the Ottoman Empire. Now, yeah. this is where this is where we we start to bridge 
ancient history with modern history okay and i'm really sorry for people who have done who know more about the ottoman empire than me my understanding of it is uh it lasted it the ottoman empire i know took over constantinople and renamed it istanbul in 1453 the ottoman empire existed before then but it also existed all the way up until 1917 so That's this incredible. the ottoman sultans were still knocking about at the time of the titanic that's incredible. Um, I mean, it's not easy. The Ottoman Sultans, especially for modern day. Well, absolutely. But this is this is the really annoying thing. So, okay. So, what we're going to do at, at the time of the Ottoman Empire? So we're talking several hundred years ago, and at this point, most of the most of the populace of Israel have converted to Islam and are now considered by the Ottoman Empire to be Arabs right. rather than Jewish. Okay? Yeah. So, the area of Palestine at the time of 1917 um, was just called the Levant. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, it was, so it, it, was, it had the ancient name of Palestine... It, the whole area was named to the Levant under the Ottoman Empire, and there were a couple of different provinces, but the name Palestine and the name Israel was not used. Okay? Mm -hmm. 19, right. Things... Uh, you know what, here's, here's another question for you, just so I'm not talking. Do you have any idea how big the area of Palestine and Israel is? I mean, I know how I'm gonna say small. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I know how small uh, Israel is in, in context. And if I'm right in think, I'm probably gonna get crucified for saying this, but um, Palestine sits inside, um, like modern day Palestine sits inside Israel, so I can imagine it's even smaller. Well, the area just to. Um... The area is uh, 20, 26,790 uh, square kilometres, mm -hmm. which is slightly bigger than Wales. Okay, okay. Is the way to, okay. uh, is the way to do this. Okay. And there's probably just about the same amount of sheep. Well, goats. Um, goats. I mean, to be fair, I'd like to think there were slightly more. Um, it is just because the, the, uh, yeah because the because the weird thing is although a lot of the fighting happens in the cities um the the majority of the land is barren hill country yeah so i like to think that there's at least animals there because otherwise it's just well it's uh, just somewhat desolate fast uh, farmer uh, so it was called the levant until 1917 uh, it was also known as the greater syria Empire. Um, the in present day, you've got Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Palestine, uh, and Turkey. Uh, all make make up that the area of the Levant and Egypt. Okay. Um, yes. Well, e Egypt seen as very Egypt seen as separate. Yeah, because I suppose Egypt uh, never contested, did it? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Although they've they've they have had their hand in things. Right. Okay. 
so all right so um i guess we'll start with um all right so a number what one of the things that really frustrated me is that both sides have claimed the other as entirely illegitimate at times so you've had uh the arabs say that if the zionists didn't exist then the britons would have made them up um the and right-wing american uh a number of republicans have said that palestine is a made-up country i find both of those views slightly ridiculous as if a person if people exist in front of you and they claim to be a thing yes it might be something all culture is made up but to claim that a group is illegitimate simply because it is man-made is ridiculous because all countries are man-made yeah yeah i mean from from what i'm getting at the moment and please correct me if i'm wrong what I'm hearing is that a group of people that lived in this country decided that they didn't want to be part of that country but wanted to follow their own, uh, be their own leaders, and therefore took a little area that grew and grew and grew into its own country, um, which was the same country, but they wanted to some for some reason to keep it separate. Um, well this is this is the really weird thing okay so um also just a fun fact to try and lighten the mood uh do you know where the term like have you heard of jaffa oranges yeah okay i hadn't i hadn't even heard this i had no idea jaffa cakes were called jaffa cakes because they're named after jaffa oranges which in turn is a port city in israel oh didn't know that Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now, the, the second, the second thing is which came first, the oranges or the port city? So are there are the oranges named after where they're from, or is where they're from named after their produce? Probably the first. But I'm going to you know, go with the first. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, right, I've covered a brief. Uh, so, in in short, ancient land was. Um, conquered and inhabited by the jewish people um as by the mandates of god and by what their own will um it was then uh captured fractured messed about all over the place and eventually um attempted to be de-jewified by the by the romans that's a word didn't really work yeah oh god wrong word but you know what i mean (laughs) You know what? Cut that. Um, <laughs> it, it just they, the Romans tried to crush the Jewish people's spirit and the Jewish people's way of doing things. They 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 tried to do what they do everywhere, which is make everyone Roman. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so apologies to the Jewish. Uh, like they have not had it easy, and yet I've met quite a few Jewish people, and they seem pretty nice people. Yeah. Then then. Yeah, uh, well, all people are people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Oh, right. Um, yeah, I'm just tripping up over myself. Right. 
the point the point is uh people have so some of the jews uh converted to christianity uh some of the jews uh converted to islam uh in the uh, over the thousands of years between ancient history and modern day um the the jewish people in the area of israel and palestine uh became mostly arab uh arabic until something very specific happened in 1897 okay what okay what happened in 1897 all right, so the Zionist movement was born. Okay. Now, I have only you, know, I'll be completely honest. Have you told anything about the Zionist movement? No, the most I know about Zion is from Bob Marley. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's Rastafarianism. Zionism... No, I mean, literally, iron like, a Zion, iron like a lion in Zion is the lyric, and I have never heard it before or after. No context for it. It's just a word in a song to me. No, that's fair enough. It's also used uh, as the name of the city in the Matrix films. Yes. As the last yes. bastion of humankind. Actually, but... yep, you are completely right. I am naive. I didn't remember that. Not at all. It's 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 literally a pop culture film. I'm not judging <laughs> your, your intelligence based on your ability to remember that or not. Right. The Zionist... Uh, so the Jewish... At the time of... By the 1800s... Uh, the Jewish people had spread throughout Europe, and the people who now lived in Israel and Paris, Palestine were mostly Arabic, with a very small uh, Jewish community still knocking around everywhere, as, as they do, which is fair enough. Um, more, a number of Jews moved back to Israel during the Russian persecutions through the 1800s under the rule of uh, Tsar, the Tsars Alexander I, II, and III. Uh, that in itself will be a topic for another time. Yeah. Um, however, having said that, the majority was still Arabic. Okay. Okay. Um... Zionism was a was a meeting uh, arranged by somebody called Theodore Huzil, uh, and in it, it was originally put forward um, for the creation of a Jewish nation, um, as. Theodore had realised that Jews, as you've said, have had a hard time of it. Wherever they go, their different customs, their own, not insular nature, but their own cultural identity, which doesn't necessarily immediately bleed into um, the country or change to accommodate the country where they're in, the fact that they are... The fact that they have a separate identity means that they are always targeted yeah. as as the alien, as the immigrant, as the outsider. I can't help but think that somehow that's got like a large amount to do with their input into the most core religious matters. Yeah, I... 
Hmm. Like you think, like actually, you know, what? I think I'm misunderstanding you here. Please, uh, yeah, please, like, please. The, 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 so, if you think about um, Jewish um, input into um, history, like they were, they're right at the middle of the the Bible. They're right at the hit, like you said, they're 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 key part in the the Torah. Um, even in Islam, there's like input, heavy input from. Um, Jewish. Well, the, yeah, the, it, Islam and Christianity both share the same foundations yeah. of the patriarch of Abraham. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, despite the, it's almost like with all, like I don't know whether this is the truth or whatnot, but it's almost like the Jews. The Jewish were here first, um, and everybody else now doesn't like them because they're like the old ways. Yes, to be fair, there is a sustain. There is, um, there is always going to be. Is it our uh, disdain? There we go. Yeah, disdain for. Uh, the older ways uh, for ideas of sacrifice for ideas of you have to do this because it's the way it's always been done yeah everybody likes their their freedom and in society in the media it's very much always put through that you should it is your fundamental right to uh, choose your own destiny and to do your own thing mm -hmm. I agree with that to a point, and again, that's another conversation for another time. I mean, um, I've got to give the Jewish people credit because throughout all of their uh, subjugation and oppression, should we say, for lack of a better term, um, I mean, they were exiled through a desert for I don't know how long, weren't they? 40 years. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they were um, culled during the Second World War, is the only word. Yeah. Like, massive. Um, yeah, it, it it happened everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, I mentioned the Reconquista. Yeah, uh, in Spain, you know uh, that uh, when I talked about um, almost what's kind of put forward as the utopia of art, science, literature, tolerance. Yeah. In uh, in in the is it Mogul in Mogul Spain when the when the Muslims ruled Spain for a yeah. time. Yep. Yep. Um, and. Yeah, just as uh, the Muslims were pushed out um, in that time, the the Jewish people did not have it easy during yeah. that time either. But you've got to give them credit, right? Because throughout it all, they are still <laughs> adamant they're going to do things their way. You know what? Yeah, that's entirely true. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? They haven't they haven't disappeared. It's incredible resilience. It's either up. it's either incredible resilience or incredible stupidity. And I'm gonna go towards it being incredible resilience because I don't want to insult them. I've got no reason to insult them. Yeah. Well, I think um, what the thing that kind of gets me here is that during the Zionist meetings it was decided that uh, they were going to try and move to 
Palestine or move to the area of Palestine, move to the old kingdom of Israel yeah, and make it Jewish again. Um, and they were going to, they were going to go there and they were going to set up their own Jewish nation. Interestingly, a couple of people, even who had scouted out the area, noticed that the land isn't empty. Most of the fields are being sown, and those who are there will not give up their place easily. Yet, everyone ignored this one bloke who reported that, and the 200 uh, congruents of the first Zionist meeting all decided that it would be a good idea to still move there and to make it happen. So people started, uh, Jewish people started moving back to Israel um, as, a, as a defined and specific political and religious movement of Zionism from 1897 onwards. Okay. So the problem the problem is is that I said that the Jewish people were a minority at this time. Yeah. That possibly understates it. Um I'm not going to say that there, it's not like there were no Jewish people there, but it it we're talking population we're talking of nine yeah, we're talking population of Iceland. Well, the population of Iceland's just about a million now. Um, well, but, the, but the population of Iceland com comparative to the popula population population of the UK. Yeah, yeah. Like if it, it's it was so incredibly minimal um, that if you were an Arabic person, and all of a sudden people from all over Europe came around and started buying land. Um, the annoying thing is that so often people say, oh, they're coming over here and taking their jobs and seeing this outside force as a as an as a invading force yeah. rather than seeing it as people. Yeah. The annoying thing with Zionism is that it gives some truth to that claim yeah. because it because the immigration is organized and because the goal is to take over the land yeah yeah that we... that is my only problem it's the most peace it originally it was the most peaceful way of doing it it's just we're going to go over there and buy the land fair enough but not if nobody wants to sell so zionism started at the t at the time of the ottoman sultans they had some rules and some restrictions on buying land but not a huge amount um unfortunately this is during the time of the first world war the ottoman sultans aligned themselves with germany yeah which means that unfortunately England then starts rearing up its head and pulling some shady shit. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. Can you guess how many different groups we promised uh, the land of 
well, the Levat or the land of Palestine and Israel to? How many groups did we promise to? If only they'd throw off the, By the shackles. By hmm? groups, do you mean? I mean um, separate political entities. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean... I mean, it's got to be a large number. I'm going to say about 20. But it, from what I've, from what I know about the size of Israel, there wouldn't have been enough for 10, let alone 20. Mm. How many? Four. Four. Which I realise might sound bad, but like there is official documentation of the British government promising um, to recognise. Uh, the land of Israel and the land of Israel and Palestine as a state um, to four different groups if they should uh, throw off their, the things, throw off the bonds of the Ottoman Empire. Right. Okay. So, so these, not, were, not... these were oppressed, these were oppressed by the Ottomans. Uh, well, this is the thing. They were oppressed to a point in that they couldn't self-determine and they were seen as a province of an empire rather yeah. than as a country. Kind of but like Ukraine in USSR. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, uh, like, like any part of any empire, there is a certain amount of suppression which comes from being under the um umbrella of a larger force. Oh. But as bad as they had it under the Ottomans, which the, the book doesn't that I've read doesn't go into, what what happened following is incredibly bad. What we what happened was there was Lord uh, McMahon uh, spoke to um, somebody called Hussein, um, and he promised. Uh, between the years of 1914 to 1918, he promised uh, promised to make Palace, Palestine a state uh, and give them the right of self-determination. Um, we also did that to uh, yeah, four other groups within Palestine. Uh, but additionally, there was this thing called the Balfour Declaration where also in 1917 at the same time of these of the hussein correspondence the english government promised to help the jews set up their homeland and promised the 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 zionist um state our support now the Jesus. really bad thing that happens here is at the end of the first world war rather than rather than retreating rather than consolidating um our our reach and doing what we were doing like we had built the series canal at this point yeah um for our listeners the series canal is the canal that goes through saudi arabia um uh, no sorry saudi arabia it, it goes through egypt it is like a Shortcut. it's a canal which joins two seas which stops 
stops traders in the Mediterranean Sea having to sail all the way around Africa in order to get to India. Yeah. It saved everyone a lot of time, a lot of effort, and we'll probably do a podcast on it on a different point. It's an amazing piece of engineering. But it it at the end of the day it's digging a ditch, but it's still it has revolutionized the world. Apart right. from when a big container um container boat just turns sideways and blocks itself in and then the entire world's economy is affected. Wasn't Sadly, that the Suez Canal? That, that 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 most certainly has happened at some point, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure like but... there was a shortage of graphics cards when I wanted to buy a graphics card because they were all stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yep, and there's there's also a reason for that as well. Uh I, yeah, we'll we'll touch upon that at another point another point. Um, okay, annoyingly, at the end of the, uh, uh, despite the fact that the Palestinians did revolt against the Ottoman sultans and the Ottoman Empire fell apart, rather than sticking to the promises of either the Balfour Declaration or the Hussein Correspondence, we make another agreement called the Skies Picot uh, Agreement, and. Rather than let people alone and let them do their own thing, we divvied up the land. That wasn't uh, ours between, to divvy up. That, that wasn't ours to divvy up. And we divvied up the land between ourselves and the French. Seems fair. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah. if I go into your house, I can just start giving out your things to whoever I want to give yeah. it out to, right? Yeah, no, that's completely, completely and fine. you'll be absolutely I, I, fine with it, and we yeah, I'm, I'm never end up in a feathers. fight. No, exactly, we never end up in a fight yeah. over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, this is the annoying thing. Um, the Skies Picot Agreement massively screwed over the Arab nations. It was a... It was shitting on the pro every promise England had made. Um, so rather than having self-determination, they were now, rather than being ruled by Istanbul, they were now ruled by London. The way that England legitimised this was that we, uh, we, we started, well, I, I can't, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry, I've done some research into this, I haven't done nearly enough. At this time... There was something called the League of Nations, mm -hmm. which was mostly the Allied States and mostly the rich Allied States. Not the League confused. of Nations. Not to be confused with League of Extraordinary Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was a film with Sean Connery. Well, annoyingly, it's uh, it's pretty the same amount of uh, racism and just generally, aren't we fantastic? Ha ha ha! Uh, beware the foreigner. Um, seems to have gone around. The, le the 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 old colonial powers couldn't keep doing things the way they did, so they g gave themselves a new name, the League of Nations, and then continued to do things the same way that they always had. Um, the League of Nations recognised Paris Palestine as something as a what's called a mandate. Now, a mandate is a state which isn't quite ready for self-governance yet. Right. Uh, so we stuck that label on them and said, you're not ready to rule yourselves yet. Uh, you know, you, we might have promised you uh, 
self-determination, but we're not going to let you do that. We're going to prop up your government and uh, what we're supposed to do in the terms of international law is prop up the government and provide advice. What we did between the years of 1917 and 1937 is... Actually, you know what? Yes, can, can you guess what we did? Um, stripped it, mined it, pilfered it as much as we possibly could. Fantastic. And what and what would be the best sort of government to do that? Uh, I mean, I would say shadow, as in like puppeteered. So um, an emplaced government. I can't think of the right word for it now. No, no, you're absolutely right with emplaced. But we didn't even bother with the fucking puppets. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> we just went. We didn't, oh, we, we, we didn't even pretend. Engagement. We we didn't even you're pretend. Be, your your new leader is going. Your new sultan is going to be an Englishman. He was an Englishman. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Most of the government was made up of ex-army officers. <laughs> yeah. You, you literally I've, can't. You literally could not write this stuff. Unfortunately, no our own idea. government. I've got no hmm. idea why this war has continued for so long. Yeah, so understandably, the Pal the Palestinians were upset. Yeah, and there was there was great civil unrest. And to add to this, we weren't giving the Arabs the right to self determine. So whilst we were also supposed to be setting up their government for them, rather and just acting as an advisory role, what we did instead was. The government in Palestine reported to the British Colonial Office and the British Treasury. It directly was accountable to our Colonial Office. That's... well, that's not... It's not okay, is it? No. Let's, let's just be honest here. So, having promised the Arabs the right to self-determine... We'd not even set up a Sheva government. We'd, uh, I'm not even, I'm not even sure if they, you know, he bothered to wear a turban or anything. Just we put an Englishman and English people in charge of Palestine, and we did that for 20 years, and things got worse and worse as the Zionist movement at the same time continued to move hundreds of thousands of Jewish people into a already overcrowded place with which not enough room and resources for them. All right. All right. So, and so uh, as you read this, you begin to understand both why... Uh, well, we'll get to why the Israelis are angry in a minute, but you get to understand why the Palestinians are annoyed. Yeah, I mean, annoyed is definitely the word I would use if I was in their position. Yeah, no, well, it's... It's just... it. Right, we'll move on to the next bit. In 1937, yep. uh, Britain... 
Oh, by the way, just during this time, it it was a shit show. Just massive civil unrest and too many, too many little wars to count. And unfortunately, up until 1987, I'm not even going to list all the wars. No, I can imagine in in in, in Israel and Palestine. There's there's I'm I'm sorry, listeners. Again, maybe another time I'll probably redo. If me and Nick are still doing this in ten years, I will redo this with everything bullet pointed right now. No, just too many. Right. So the Zionists continued to move in, and in 1937, um, as things got worse in Germany, more of them also moved into Israel, where they were not necessarily welcomed well uh, by by the Palestinians. The Palestinians. So, an, an, annoyingly, during this time. Um, England failed to even set up a puppet government. It was just or to set to set up a government which would be accepted by the people. Right. Every time they brought somebody to the forefront, another group of people would shout, "No, we don't want him." And. I mean, with all due respect, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that that, that would be the case. Yeah. Um, given the fact that they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Exactly. Um, when trying to use anybody of the the uh, Arabic notable class, um, it just didn't work. It just I don't know exactly what happened, but England completely failed to set up um, a... A government uh the arab arabs were incredibly angry with with england and so would so there was rioting on the streets weirdly enough the jewish people were also angry with england and their hand handling of the situation and so at one point uh bombed the king david hotel uh which is where the a number of british officials stayed um i bet that it, went down like a lead balloon massively uh england uh at the time of the death of the league of nations as the un um started to become a thing uh england immediately handed over uh the problem of israel and palestine to the un um the there were also a number of accords and a number of ironnesses and a number of attempts to make agreements uh between the Jewish and the Palestinian people however during this time no official government was set up and when we left mandate palestine right we left no government in place the 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 British colonial officer the, the, or the British governor of that of Palestine left his keys under the map and a note and a note saying, "Good luck with your experiment in on anarchy." Mate, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like you can't. I mean, this is the place on the planet which is probably the most 
significant um, for the three Abrahamic faiths, and Abrahamic it, faiths. it had a huge number of people living in this area. You know, like, and you gave no structure or system in which. <coughs> after yep. after having gone in and stirred the pot for fifty years, 30, absolutely thirty years. Yeah. You've gone in, stirred the pot, messed everything up, and made it even more unsettled, and then gone quick midnight dash. Let's get out. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. It's just, it's. Were we yeah, ever held it's, accountable? It's... As like, were we ever held accountable for? Uh... So, so this is so this is some of the stuff that happened. Okay, so we stepped back way too quickly. We handed it over to the UN. The UN then tried to do negotiations again. There had yeah. already been several negotiations, but the the Palestine people have had a number of groups represent them at different times and have also had a number of more local Arabic nations try and intervene on their behalf. Yeah. So the annoying thing about Palestine and Israel is everybody's got their finger in the pie and England at the wrong time and in the wrong way decided we're going to take our finger out of this. But Annoyingly... The, the thing is, the... Um, like, you wouldn't trust, if you were in their position, either Jewish or, or Palestinian, so either Israeli or, or Palestinian, um, you, you wouldn't trust anybody that said they were there to help because yeah like and that's it and that's exactly why because a number of a number of genuinely well-meaning people yeah have actually come up with a with a number of good good uh, a number of good uh suggestions sorry a number of good suggestions a number of good things to put in place which have then been rejected because there's no trust there yeah because historically there's no reason you've created the two of the most paranoid nations on the planet like they're living in the most religious area on the planet for Mm. um, the vast majority of the population of the entire planet and Mm. um then you've made them the most paranoid people. Well, this is the annoying thing. So during this time, the UN tried to come up with an idea, and I'm just looking at something in the book here called the 1937 Peel Commission Partition Plan, which I can clearly see it, and it does make sense. And it's got a proposed Jewish state, and it's got a proposed Arab state, and then it's got an area to uh, area to remain under the British mandate, which is the holy sites, um, to give both peoples access. I'm, now the anno- the annoying as thing to why the English why, still wanted to hold those religious points. Well, it's to be fair, 
I think it was literally a question of partition. Right. Um, it's because the people were getting on, were not getting on. Yeah. Um, that it was done. The problem is, is that in the, I'm trying to think of the right. It it's so, it's annoyingly, it's somewhat similar to the India Pakistan thing. Yeah. Where partition was done and it was done incredibly badly. You, the way that the the problem, the reason why it ended up not happening, is because in the Jewish in the Jewish area, uh, the the new Jewish state would have had over one hundred thousand Arabs, who right. would then be subject to an entirely hostile government. And th and there were several, and there were a couple of thousand Jews in the Arab bit. So it's like, do, how do you hand over? How how do you hand over the this state, or how do you hand over these people to another set of people? And that seems to be the core of the conflict. In that the lines keep on moving. The people who live in certain areas feel a demand of, you know, everyone's got the right to live somewhere. Right. What really annoys me is that the, the, the Zionist movement is taking Jewish people of Jewish descent who have moved throughout the lands for thousands of years and... All right, you know what? I'll be honest with you. There would have been some interbreeding in that point. And although they are, they are still legitimately Jewish, yeah? Yeah. My problem is, is that the people in Palestine, they may have converted to Islam. Yeah? Yeah. And they may also, they may have interbred more with other races. But, and they may not identify themselves as Jewish. But they themselves are also going to be the descendants, in part at least, and probably a number of people will take offence at this. But a number of Palestinians will be have will be des descended from the original ancient Jews. Yeah, like you're not saying that they are Jewish in religion. Yeah. You're saying that genetically they're the same. I'm, I'm they're, saying they're, gen they've got the same roots. I'm, I'm saying genetically. Like both may very well be, um, maybe mixed with other races, or mixed with one part this and one part that, or whatever. But all the pe both the people moving back to Palestine and the people in Palestine will have some Jewish heritage, and it it frustrates me that. Both, it, it it frustrates me that it's seen as. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm not doing a good job of this. I shouldn't have started this when I had a. Am I going right? I'm gonna. I'll cover something really quickly. Um. During the. This is the modern context. Israel. 
has been Israel is generally from what I've read more organized than Palestine mm. because it is backed by the West yeah, and the, the West. foreign and the foreign nations and the Zionist movement. Yeah. And it has one clear, solid identity. The Palestinians are backed by a number of Arabic organizations and sorry, Islamic organizations, but there's still not enough of a core there. No, no cause the wrong word. There's no one group which represents the Palestinian people perfectly. What's happened over the years is that a an organization will resist the resist Israel, um, will get the backing of the people, it will then try and um, it will then try and negotiate with Israel and with the West in order to get what they need. And whilst they do the negotiations, the fact that they back down on key points means they then lose the backing of the people yeah. and are then replaced by a more vehement and violent organization. Stubborn. Yeah. So you had Fatia. Fatia was replaced by the LPO and um, the gentleman Arafat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he wasn't able to deliver on the promises, people got frustrated with him. And he was then replaced by uh, by Hamas, mm-hmm. uh, which is now the organization doing it in doing stuff currently. But Hamas is it's got the support of the people, but it's it is a fringe. It is part of the Muslim Brotherhood, but it's not all of the Muslim Brotherhood. And it's it's weird that you just get this churning ideology where the moment some the moment they get close to peace time and time again the people who have been negotiating on behalf of the Palestinians have lost the backing of their people because they because the agreements that they are now making aren't good enough for what both sides want yeah if that makes sense yeah and annoyingly it's it's really frustrating because like the number of wars is ridiculous israel has been has been backed by the west and it's not just been backed by the west it's been armed by the west and israeli security forces on several occasions they started after a while they Zionists meant that the Israelites sorry that the Jewish people moved in in massive numbers into Palestine they also rather than um just going to the ancient hill countries of Judea and Samaria they stayed in the cities so where they can make life work in 1990, 
um, 75% of the Jewish people lived in cities and only 25% of the people lived in lands. Yeah. That could be, that is also, there were also restrictions on buying land, so it's not entirely their fault. Mm -hmm. But they were mostly in the cities. The Palestinian, the Palestinian people, after a while, um, didn't like the fact that loads of people are moving in. And so, you know, civil unrest and attacks and all kinds of horribleness happened. Yeah. And then the Jewish people, after a while, rather than uh, moving away, although between the years of 1927 and 1928, mm -hmm. more Jewish people left Israel and Palestine than emigrated to. So uh, population diminished. Other, yeah, but other than that, it's always been on the rise. Okay. As this, as this has happened, the, as the attacks have increased and stuff, the divide has gotten wider and wider, and the economies just haven't interacted well, and the trade has been bad, and just it's not been good for either of them. As the Israel. As Israel has um, armed up all of its forces in order to try and well uh, the attacks uh, the attacks on its citizens, this creates more more anger. Annoyingly, um, Israel then starts has start well started in the 1960s, although it was before this. This stuff did happen before this, but. Uh, during the UN, after the UN partition, there was a particular gentleman who started uh, this way of doing things. I'm trying to find his name here in the book, but there was... There was a gentleman whose basic uh, tactic was to overreact because yeah. by overreacting you stop the violence mm -hmm. and although that works in short term what it does is it makes the person who attacked you no longer he doesn't they don't question oh well maybe what i did was wrong they then feel like a victim because what yeah. they did yeah, seems yeah. so small to the reaction yeah Unfortunately, this was something that started in the 1960s and then continued on for the long, yeah, it continued on and is still, you can see it in the modern day news reports of the, of the Israelis actions to the terrorist actions of Hamas. Right. You know? And like, so it's kind of, it's, it's really, really annoying that with this conflict, that it is just repeating itself time and time and time again. It's also incredibly annoying that we did, that Britain played such a, a terrible part in setting up the problem. And that... Well, let's say adding to the problem. Adding to the problem, but additionally... America has tried to mediate peace talks and a number of 
So, like, there's there's the Brussels Accord. Mm-hmm. There's the Oslo Accord. There's Camp, the Camp David Accord. There's several talks that happened in the White House in several presidential retreats over the years where America and the UN have tried to facilitate peace in this in this place and just every single time it has failed well it doesn't sound uh, like it's getting any better so... yeah um i'm really sorry listeners i've just i've gone off on one and i don't mean to be entirely negative but just the situation is horrible and learning about this stuff has just genuinely uh well, you said before when before we started the podcast that like your research into this has genuinely depressed you like you, yeah, you feel um just, the turmoil of well both, the entire both, situation both sides you can call a reprisal a reprisal but if you're if you're killing people armed with stones with machine guns it it, it really doesn't seem like an honorable fight or an honorable reaction yeah so who in like in context who is the one with the guns okay so 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 israel has had military superiority yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, the Israeli army is is one of the best in the world, despite Absolutely. it being so small. Annoyingly, um, well, not annoyingly, but like the in the nineteen sixties, there again have been wars, and Israel has trumped everywhere, everyone and everything, but trumping the direct military assaults of your enemies does not quell the unrest of the people under behind them if no, that makes sense no it doesn't no it's just you you won a few games of chess well done like, that exactly doesn't, doesn't uh, but, fix the actual problem annoyingly though i can understand why israel has resorted to violence because there have been so many accords so many white papers so many foreign nations putting forward proposals and making promises and trying to come up with solutions and no one can agree like they apparently they came um apparently bill clinton came close in his time apparently barack obama uh came close but there's just there's been no solid agreement both sides have a bloody nose and both sides are not willing to not willing to yeah just there there doesn't seem to be a clear solution right i'm really sorry about this uh i i'm i'm done at this point uh, listeners, thank you very much for bearing uh, with me. Um, uh, hopefully that gives some idea as to uh, what's happened here. 
or what's happened. Um, it's I, I certainly a feel a lot more enlightened as to what, like the context for the entire fight is. But I don't, I still don't know whether or not, like I agree with our approach. I don't know whether I agree with um, the perspective. I absolutely understand the anger that people have towards the actions, the current actions and the previous actions of both parties. Um, but, mm. like, I mean, there is no... There, there's genuinely no resolving this, is there? Well, it's... There might, there might be, but it would just require huge co cooperation. I think... Uh, with multiple with, with multiple the most, groups with the most extreme volatile um important part of the globe for so many people mm. like this is going to be a cake that they fight over for a very very long time and has this been is... yeah no absolutely it's what you said it is it it it's it's very it's very sad like it's just i'm not gonna say the annoying thing is uh palestinians have the right to live yeah as do and, the, as do the and jewish is, people and is and exactly that's where yeah. I'm, that's where i'm going as do the, the jewish and people the, as, as the as do the jewish people have the right to live arguably um if arguably Zionism wouldn't have happened if Europe wasn't so anti-Semitic, and then if if uh, Zionism hadn't have happened, then uh, then the tr then some of the troubles wouldn't have happened. But then again, if England hadn't of lied to so many different Arabic groups and then just gone in and carved up the country anyway. And then left. Yeah. And then left. With nothing. With with it's weirdly enough, uh, Mandate Palestine is the only colony left without out of government in English history. And in, in all in all other cases mm. There was something. Whether there was it, something. We left structure. Argue, you, we left structure. You know, something yeah, to build you, on. You could argue, you know, in some cases that it would have been better than others, but there was something. Maybe the maybe the uh, opportunity that was sought at that point by the British was the opportunity for a war not to find resolution, but to continue for a long time. Because war is one of the best money makers in the world. Yeah, no. What? Annoyingly, Russia, uh, the US, and several European countries, including us, do make weapons, mm -hmm. and it's a hell of a business. Yeah. And they've they've definitely been sold, yeah, uh, to organisations in this area as well. So yeah. we cannot pretend that our our hands are clean on this. 
absolutely. I'm um, sorry. Right. Uh, apologies, fine. listeners. Ne- uh, next time, I'm going to try and do uh, a, a lighter topic, or at the very least, um, a more focused one on maybe an individual character of some kind. We'll we'll find we'll find out as and when it happens. Um, thank you very much for listening, listeners. Yep, and take care. All the best. Goodbye.